0: Jack hey, I'm your host Lamar La Smith, and welcome to another episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast. Today, I'm with Jillian Rose. She's a singer-songwriter who's been in love with music pretty much her whole life, and she's been making music professionally for ten years. Jillian currently uh, currently is a student at the Arizona State University and plans to graduate in spring of 2022.
1: That is correct. Hi.
0: Hey, hey. All right. So funny story, right? Mm -hmm. When we talked yesterday, you know, the pre-call was dope and I learned a lot about you. But one thing that you guys didn't know that I'm going to inform you about is that Jillian is basically a music supercomputer. Like I was surprised how much she knew about music, like the depth of it. I'm like, let me let me just pull out an encyclopedia. Like. If you want to know a little song, song about music, Jillian is the woman that you should go to. I'm telling you. I'm telling thank
1: you. Me. That's that's very sweet. I don't know if I'd call myself a music computer. I hope to someday I could be as amazing as that. But I've been, um, I've been in a bunch of music activities since I was a very young age. So I've gained some tips and knowledge along the road. So but thank you. Feel that,
0: feel that, feel that. Feel that. All right, so today we are going to talk about Jillian's time at ASU thus far, you know, just learn more about her journey as a musician. Now, I don't know if you get this a lot, but you just have like a super like laid back demeanor. You're like cooling in the other side of the pillow. I don't know if you've always been like that, but I'm just curious, like, how was your childhood? Like, how was it growing up?
1: Um, I had a very good childhood so my parents are very supportive, supportive of me especially in my career like ever since I like decided that I wanted to become a singer they were very supportive especially my mom she even when song like I would go to a lot of songwriting camps so um, she would she would um, help me write them before because I'd be so nervous because I'd be with like all these older kids that have been doing music for so long and then here I am, little 11 year old, like trying to join the big kid group and I'd be terrified. So she would, she would um, sit down with me a few nights before and be like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And before I had a manager or anything, my mom pretty much like took on that role. And she would had a momager. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I had a momager, but she she's great. And my dad is too, he's very proud of me. He will play my songs every single day if he could he'll be blasting through his office there was a time where i used to sell like um dvds because that was be that was just like when people like had to still like buy music like on apple music and stuff mm-hmm. and my parents are very old-fashioned so they bought like a few hundred cds to like sell and he would like go out to every single coworker and be like look she signed it you gotta, <laughs> you gotta buy one only 4.99 i'll give you a deal so i had a great oh, wow upbringing but I guess my like more calm aesthetic is I guess you could say is um I've always hung out with like a more like mature group especially in like the music industry like I started like writing with people that were way older than me and so I had to kind of like relate more to them when I was writing songs with them so it kind of and my brother's older and I would always hang out with him and his friends or I don't know. I just feel like I've always been able to understand things that were probably a little bit too old for me to understand.
0: I mean, it may be corny, but you know how they say like age is just a number. So I don't think it's necessarily, you know, bad that, you know, you just matured. you know, I guess quicker than the traditional pace that people expect.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say it's bad at all. I've I've loved it for sure I just have always had a sense I don't know my mom even from a young age she said I had an old soul and um probably one of my biggest dreams if I could go back in time would be to go to Woodstock so like growing up I was obsessed with like the 60s to 70s era like I would like be a little flower child and um but yeah I think I think being a little bit more mature for my age has helped me um in professional level not only just like friendship levels too because I think I'm more patient with people Mm -hmm. than um most people that um act very um I guess boldly with their emotions Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be a little hostile like I have that personality I'm a very bold personality but I I have a way of like being able to like tone it down if I need to Mm -hmm. but it being like a little bit more mature and like being able to see other like artists and stuff has really helped me for sure especially no, I, when writing, especially when writing
0: I can, I can i can definitely feel that i think think what you said about patience that's definitely something that people really don't it's something that has to be practiced because no one is just going to be naturally patient like all the time like there's going to be times where you're super patient where you're not patient and i think that patience is very important. Like you said, when you're cultivating relationships with people, uh, whether it be professional or just a regular interpersonal relationship, because sometimes you're going to have your ups and downs and it takes the patience to know that, okay, we're just going to work through this. So we're going to figure out what we need to figure out about anything, you know, that's going on.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree.
0: So with college, what made you pick ASU?
1: Well, that's a funny story because I actually didn't want to go to it for a little bit. I am Mm -hmm. such a California girl, born and raised there, same house my whole life. And I love the beach. Something about water brings me to a type of like serenity that like, I can't under explain, I can't explain or like, or understand, but like, it was hard for me to just like pick up my things and leave. I've always been like a very independent person. So it wasn't, being alone that scared me. It was just the lifestyle that I was going to really miss. And I had really amazing friends in high school that I had such a strong bond with that I kind of told you about yesterday, but I didn't want to leave them because I've had like a set friend group. I've had like two friend groups, like my whole life that like were always so stable and I didn't want to like leave them. So I wanted to go to like community college at first because not only did I not really know what I wanted to do besides music, I didn't know like what major I wanted to do. So it was um, kind of an argument a little bit with me and my parents because they knew I should go here because especially since like my parents wanted to give me like the full college experience because my mom wasn't able to do that. So she really wanted that for me. She wanted me to do the whole sorority thing, and that was not me at all. I'm not a very, like, preppy girl at all, but I did it, and I'm so glad that I did it all. I've made some my most amazing friends coming to college and through the sorority as well. Um what sorority are you in? I was in Alpha Phi. But right. I yeah,
0: what so. it. Hold on, was, hold on. are you still in it, or like? I'm,
1: I'm not in it anymore. Oh, uh,
0: you dropped, it just it was too yeah. much.
1: Yeah, COVID and it just wasn't colliding well for me.
0: Makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. So what do you major in? Then?
1: Um, I'm majoring in communications and I'm getting um, a degree in marketing as well.
0: Okay, okay. How do you plan to like use that, you know, with music cuz I know that's, you know, your mm-hmm. real passion.
1: Yeah, so at first when I came to college, I had no idea what I wanted my major to be cuz like the only interest that I've ever really had that I could say full-heartedly was singing. And I didn't want to be a singing major because I've taken some classes. Like I taught myself um, the piano with a few classes and had a few guitar classes, but definitely need to take more of those. Um, But the reason I chose communications is because um, if I am going to be a type of musician communicating is a huge huge aspect of it because then I'd be putting myself in positions like even talking to you like if I am not a great communicator it'd be hard for me and like when I write music I like to have like a good understanding of how I want my song to be articulated um and also it it is such a broad major that I can do so many different things with it so I can do the marketing fields or I could do um like relationships and some other type of business so it's not only just like a good like backbone and security blanket for me to have like say if the music does not work for me I can I still have something like in my back pocket to be like hey I'm still good in this this and this and I can move forward with that but it also opens up other doors for me to if I wanted to continue with like my communication and marketing path alongside music I could do something business related that helps maybe young artists like myself market themselves or um, in some type of way like that, but but yeah. No, I feel
0: that, <laughs> I feel that, I feel that. That, makes, that makes a lot of sense as far as that. So obviously you said that you've been in with music like forever, mm-hmm. but who, like, helped you, like, cultivate that love for music? Was there in like, a particular person or, like, how did that happen?
1: Um, I've always liked the feeling of singing. Like, even, like, before I knew that I could possibly even be good at it, I would be singing songs. Like, my mom would say, like, even when, like, certain TV shows would come on, I would, I would sing the whole time. Even, even if I'm, like, way too young to comprehend, like, what even the words are meaning, like, I would want to sing along to it. And I didn't really understand that it was like a talent of mine that I actually like had a good voice until um, eighth grade, there was like this play. And we we all got like little solos because like everyone wants to see their kid like do a little solo. Like I just remember like all the kids being so shy And like, you couldn't really hear them. And then when it was my turn, I was like, I don't know why I was so shy. Like, this is fun. And then I just like, I owned it and I did good. And then everyone was just like, oh, wow. Like she can actually sing. And one of the parents that was in the audience, um, his daughter was also in my class and in the play. He came up to me and my parents after and said, wow, Jillian's really got some pipes. Like I've been (laughs) looking for someone to sing the national anthem to open it up to open up the girls little league softball team would would she be interested in doing that just sing the national anthem and we let's get the season started type of thing and my parents talked to me about it and without a hesitation I was like yeah and they're like are you sure like there's going to be a lot of people there like it's not going to be <laughs> like like a little like parent teacher maybe 40 50 people in the room like there's going to be a few hundred people because it's like 30 different softball teams and there's like 30 girls on okay that probably wasn't 30 softball teams I would say in the teens though they're in in the teens maybe like maybe like 15 and then like a decent amount
0: of people
1: yeah there's a decent amount of people because then everyone wants to see their like little girls come by in with like their cute little outfits and their pigtails throwing confetti so it was a big deal for me and my mom My mom was definitely more nervous than I was, I think, because I think um, she thought I was going to get really shy and just not be able to do it because I wasn't she didn't think I like comprehended like how big it was going to be. And she was right. I didn't. I didn't really comprehend like the nerves that I was going to feel. So I went to my choir school teacher um, um, and she sat down with me and gave me lessons on how to present myself when I'm singing to a crowd. And I still use those tips today. Like if I'm singing to an audience, like I have to look at each certain type of people and I fidget a lot with my hands when I'm nervous. But, and so she would tell me to like play with the seam of my pants, but I don't do that because I I speak and I sing with my hands so much that now it's came to the point where I don't know what I'm doing with my body when I'm singing. I'm I'm so locked in because I'm telling a story that I have no idea how I'm standing what my hands are doing, and it honestly shouldn't matter, because I want people to hear what I'm saying more than, like, focus, like, on on what
0: you don't, yeah, Yeah.
1: so that would probably be the biggest turning point for me that started that career, or, like, dream that I wanted, because I just remember the feeling of how, like, great I felt after, like, the child was, the crowd was, like, cheering, and My brother, who's four years older than me, he like ran up and brought me flowers, which was so sweet. And then I just started singing a national anthem for any places that needed singers. Mm. And then my mom found um, OC Hit Factory, which is who I used to sing with. And then that's when I went to my first songwriting camp. And uh, once I went to my first songwriting camp, that's when I really knew that like, okay, I can do more than just like, sing a random song like i can write songs it was hard especially for 11 year old it was very hard we had three days to write a song and we get like group yeah which is like easy for me now if i if i had three days to write a song i could probably write three if i like sat down and made myself do it with like my producer and my manager we'd be able to we've done that before oh my gosh that was crazy three days but yeah that was a lot for me but i knew it was it was fun
0: so you young Jillian was really pushing the envelope I could I could see it now like I could vision the crowd and, oh my god Jillian like you so good like I could yeah. I could I could just see it now you know with the big smile on your face you built in and out with your expressive yeah. hands but uh <laughs> it was,
1: great. was so,
0: so the songwriting camp was like when you knew that okay I want to pursue like music like
1: it was more of like a realization for me that I could do more and that I had like like I had opportunities to do more with my talent. So like, instead, because I was just so used to like doing little gigs here and there, like just singing like the national anthem for for like opening places. But that was like the turning, there were two turning points, but this is like the second turning point that opened up my mind to like what else I could do with this singing talent. Because that's all I had really known before is just how to sing in like the elementary school choir and like do a little performances here and there. So that made me like really like to record music. So then I started doing weekly recordings um, with my producer at the time um, with that company. And then I started getting comfortable with singing into um, like the set microphone and like um, headphones and like a recording booth instead of just like a normal like normal mic- microphone, normal microphone. <laughs> yeah so then yeah, that, that was sense. fun I did that for like four more years just like all the time recording songs but it wasn't like always my songs Mo- the majority would be cover songs mm-hmm. because I would do it like every other week and I'm also still like in school, school so I would...
0: like what time do you got to write a song and yeah like you said, like at that time you weren't like, you didn't have enough, you know, training and writing songs where you could just like, oh, write a song right there. And you're like two hours that you chilling after you've done your homework at night. (laughs)
1: Exactly. I had no idea how to do it on my own. I Back then it was like, you were given a set backing track and you had this amount of time to create a melody and lyrics, which was easy. It's great. That's like what you should do if you're a learning um, songwriter because it, it like it's like giving um, a prompt to students like it, it gives yeah, you like setup setup up for you to figure out how it's supposed to be like and then once you like know what you like and what type of style you like then you can start creating your own backing tracks or if you're um, talented with instruments you can make your own or you meet other people that are good at playing so but yeah, like you said, I, I was not able to do it by myself. So <laughs> I did a lot of um, cover songs, which were still cool to like show people. It's not like I had a lot of promoting myself last like not last year, but that time frame because I was so young and it was just me and my mom. She didn't know how to like market me and nor did I. Um, so it was kind of challenging for a while. Well, that's still-
0: so oh my bad. I'm sorry to cut you off I was just about to say I don't even think social media was popping like that either you know what I'm saying because
1: it wasn't it wasn't at all like I didn't I don't think I got an Instagram till I was like 14 15 and by that time that's when I was starting to write my first album came out with that when I was 15 freshman in high school and that was huge for me because that was like my first thing that was like wow, this is, this is like, I'm, I did this, I got five songs, I'm releasing it. And it was cool to be like, okay, like I'm not just like the SoundCloud rapper, you know, like I'm putting it out on iTunes, like I'm serious about it. And I made a music video and everything and it wasn't cheap either. It was, it definitely was very expensive the way that um, I went about doing it. Um, and i think after that album came out that's kind of really when i started to like be like okay I don't want to do this anymore because hmm. it was so discouraging for me because no one really liked the songs hmm. and if you you did it was i don't know people weren't listening to it enough and like i had spent so much time and money into it and it was just kind of like oh cool like you have it but like it wasn't it didn't go anywhere and I don't know and so it just really discouraged me for a long time it wasn't until like two years ago where I picked it back up again full-heartedly
0: oh a, wow it's just so much I'm like I had this question I had that question I'm like she pretty much answered it but then she didn't answer something else that I want to know it's like my whole mind is like racing right now but, sorry I'll uh,
1: slow down I no think no you're good you're, good. you're well. good
0: I love like for everything to be organic. I'm I, my job is just to set you up, you know, throw the ball yeah. down the middle and you supposed to hit it over to y'all. Like it's a home run derby. Like
1: yeah. this is this <laughs>
0: your show. Like this is my show, but like you're the you're the guest. I'm throwing it down the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, you're about to get it over the over the fence. Right. But uh essentially, so how did like how did your music career start? Like how did this new path start for you? If that self-doubt kicked in after, you know, album one?
1: Yeah, so during that first time that like, I kind of let it go, I was still involved in other like singing activities. So I was still in my honors chorus in high school and I was doing really well in it. I was the president of it for a little bit and I loved what I did. So I still had that singing part of me. So I didn't feel gone yet, even though I wasn't doing like all my recording sessions. I still had that like part of me. And I would do like auditions. It's like I was asked to audition for The Voice. Um, I did that a few times. And so I I wasn't completely out of touch with music until I graduated from high school, came to ASU. And then it was just no more, no more musical Jill. I was just thrown into this new area, new friends. Um, I had to figure out how to get me back but still mm-hmm. like in a way where like I'm experiencing new things and like becoming because when you go away to college like you're you're becoming a new you because you're yeah. you're doing everything on your own you got to make new friends and you got to you got to take what your parents taught you and just run with it and I was caught up in like classes and making new friends and the sorority life and just something felt missing and I wasn't sure like what it really was but I because I knew I missed my home and I missed the beach and I missed my friends but like even when I went home and visited them just something about me just like was empty and then I realized like I need I need to do something musically and so then I went I started doing like piano classes and like trying to help that but I wasn't like singing I was doing I was learning how to play piano so that was fun and I liked using my artistic side in in some type of way that definitely did help me but there's like many realizations where I was like if I don't have this like I will be depressed I can't not do it it was my out for me like many people have a way of like expressing themselves and they do it it's like, it was my outlet for sure. So like I needed to get back into that. And I don't know if you're religious or not, but I prayed about it a lot. And I was just like, I just need, I just need help. I need someone to, to get me there. I need, I need some type of push. Cause I, I didn't know where to go from there. I had no experience in marketing. I had no recording stuff. And I, I didn't have the budget to pay as much as I was paying for, for before with all those recording lessons. And so I, I just felt very stuck. Mm-hmm. And so one day I, um, there, there's this restaurant that I work at in California. It's called Wind and Sea. have been working mm-hmm. there for a while. I still work there when I go home, but one of my coworkers, his name is Trevor. He approached me and he was like, you sing, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, okay, well, I am learning to be a manager and I'm like studying like music production and all this stuff. So I, and like, there's this restaurant that I'm gonna be working at and we need like some singers to do gigs and stuff. So I was wondering if you wanted to sing at the, this restaurant and if you're not working with anyone, like I could manage you. And
0: okay, okay, okay. it
1: was just like, this just <laughs> not just get planted in my lap, like out of nowhere. Yeah. And he's still my manager to this day. He's he's so supportive. He definitely like makes me be like, okay, you, you need to get on your shit. Let's, go. Let's <laughs> go. And he definitely was the encouragement push that I asked for. And he's been so amazing. So then we he was like, we need to write a song first. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't written a song since I was like 15. I don't even know if I remember how to do it. Like, yeah, I've written poetry before, but like not, not in a favorite. way- Yeah. So I was kind of freaked out and he was like, we need to write like a few songs and then we'll just like practice a bunch of your cover songs for the set that we're going to do at the restaurant because one of our friends was going to like take over the restaurant. So then we worked all that summer on memorizing like 10 songs. So I had all of those 10 songs memorized so that I could perform them and um, a few originals that I added in. And we only wrote like one. We eh, we kind of started the other one, but we only like finished one. And then it was time for me to like go back to school. So then I was going into my sophomore year of college. I came out with that one song and everyone was like, Oh my God, like <laughs> what? Like you actually like make songs? Cause like I would tell people, like, yeah, I make songs, but then they look on Spotify and they're they're like, like I don't like, see nothing. And it's like, little girly songs or like that the songs that you would write when you're like that age yeah. and it's like not me at all at this point in my life or what I like say or like want to express at this point in my life so then I kind of stopped like talking about it so then it was kind of a shock while so like my friends and like my followers like okay like I'm doing this again it wasn't the best song it's probably not my favorite but it was it was a my third turning point so then after that, that's when we met, or I didn't meet, and my producer Trevor met Patrick because they were in an internship together for a music production. And he's been my producer on Strangers, my whole EP, and this new song that's coming out in a month or so. And he's absolutely amazing. He was the one I was telling you about before that, is has a lot of knowledge on on not only music and music production and like, and making tracks, but he's also like just an overall well-rounded musician. And he's the one that like really gave me the tips. I'm like, okay, you're using the wrong part of your throat. Or like, if you need to hit this note, like pinch your nose or something, (laughs) you know, he does stuff like that. And so if I am taking credit for a lot of um, my music knowledge, I, I have to give him credit as well.
0: Okay. I, I love that. I mean, I think the the most beautiful thing that you said about all that is, you know, that everything kind of like went in alignment, right? So mm-hmm. I forget, I, I hope I'm not butchering this quote, but I heard it at work like two or three days ago. And the quote was, you know, work like it depends on you and pray like it depends on God. So like the fact that, you know, you were putting in the work and like you were praying about it and you were like manifesting it as well. And the fact that, you know, God put things in place that, okay, Jillian, here's the opportunity that you needed. Here's you know the moment that you needed. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you were able to take advantage of that, you know, and have these two, you know, great guys in your life that are helping you, you know, build what you're trying to build is amazing, you know. You just got to know when to, like I said, take advantage of those opportunities. And I'm glad that you did take advantage of them.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad I did, too. It, it definitely changed my life, for sure. So All I never right. get gushy at them. So if they ever hear this, going to be like, oh, my God, stop.
0: <laughs> going to be like, Jillian. I was like, they're going to be like, she's so, like, suave and cool. Like, where is this emotion <laughs> coming from? like
1: she they do not think I'm suave and cool we spend like 12 hours in a room together they probably think I'm psychotic I know they think I'm psychotic they have told me but I
0: don't know maybe maybe it's just me maybe I'm the only person that thinks you're cool I don't know but maybe
1: if you're alone with me for a long period of time my weirdness might come out but I don't think I'm that weird I just get fun it's,
0: <laughs> it's cool it's cool you know being uh playing Jane so to speak is it's no it's outdated it's weird yeah. weird is the new cool so yeah that's cool
1: <laughs>
0: all right so what challenges have you faced you know trying to juggle school and you know your music career and just like even when at first when you were in your sorority like all of that together like how did you manage all of that
1: um it was difficult it it, it still is difficult because i I feel like I have to like figure out like how much of my time I can put into certain things. Like school is like a priority because I do need to do good in school, like I need to make sure that I keep my scholarship and everything, and I also like still want to like keep my social life, keep my friends while trying to pursue my music and I want to put as much as into my music as I possibly can. So there's been some sacrifices that I've had to make here and there especially more in high school, I was doing so many things in high school because I was on the track team, soccer team, the choir, which was all year round and recording music. And I was doing modeling back then too. So I was, I had, yeah. So I had no time for me at all. Um, well, all of it was me time, but like, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm doing so much, but I, I, it was hard to just kind of like really calm down. And yeah, I had to take a lot of sacrifices here and there. But I'm proud that I did all those things because it's made me who I am today. And it's like really um brought an opening to my eyes of like what I can do and what I should work harder for. So like I loved being like athletic and like I loved like soccer and track and mostly soccer. Track was that killed me but <laughs> yeah. I knew that that that's something that like I wasn't going to pursue what I was going to pursue was my music so like even though like I had to be at like like a lot of like soccer practices and games and meets for a track and stuff I still wanted to like make sure I was giving my music career like the same amount of effort and time because I knew that was going to stick with me longer
0: nah. but it- I feel that I feel that, I feel that. Like, I'm not
1: sure if that answer your question but I mean
0: not really more so answer like how did you manage it in like high school yeah. but I mean I guess what I took from that at least like I guess the the listeners don't know if I'm right or wrong or you gonna tell me that but uh essentially you know you just and you just understand that in order to get to where you want to be with your music, that at certain points in you know, regardless of what day it is, what week it is, you have to sacrifice different little things that you may want to do to do what you have to do in order to, you know, keep moving that needle forward with your music.
1: Yeah. Def- yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, there's a there's a piece of there's a pie and the pie yes. is in my time and I have to section off like what I have to do, what I want to do, and what I need to work towards. So, I, I always have to kind of hmm, take interactions. That's a, that's
0: a good way to, to describe, you know, the time element of that for sure. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So, you're graduating soon. I know, like, college goes by super quick. Like, you wake up one day, you're a freshman, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, like I'm about to graduate. So what, what are your plans like for after college? I don't know if you thought that far yet, but yeah, you know, like what are your current plans?
1: Yeah, I'm not completely sure like a set plan. I guess it just depends for me, like where I get a job right away. Cause I can go home but I love being independent. So I'd want to get my own place at home and California is pretty expensive. Um, but I it's definitely between staying here in Arizona and going home. I might stay out here for another year and just um, make some money so I can afford to go back and move home um, while like my rent is a little bit <laughs> cheaper. Um, but I definitely do see myself like living in California after college. and. Plus, it's right by, like, I live in, like, Orange County, which is right by L.A. There's a lot of people there making music, obviously. And uh, it's just a good spot for me, especially, like I said, like, I love, like, the beach area. It's It's got a big place in my heart, for sure.
0: I can, I can see from, like, looking at your stories and, like, a lot of your pictures, I'm like, beach, 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 beach. I'm like... <laughs> i think that god made her you know born in the right part of cali with laguna like yeah just something about the beach and you like
1: yeah it's
0: different it's different all right so we've talked about a lot of stuff and i'm glad that we've got to touch on you know your music school everything in between but this is my favorite part of every episode when I get to play a game with the guests before I wrap everything up. All right. Today we're gonna play a classic of mine, this or that, the Jillian Rose edition.
1: Okay, I'm ready for it.
0: All right, so the first this or that, Grease or Call Up? Grease. Ooh, okay. Punk rock or classical music?
1: Punk rock.
0: Ooh, that punk rock phase you told me about must have been hitting Yeah,
1: It let a certain part out of me that I needed. Sometimes I still put on like my punk rock and just go for it. (laughs) Depends on how punk it is, though. I've never been a fan of screamo.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Jillian's a headbanger. Fun fact, headbanger.
1: Yep, yep. All right.
0: Tempe or Laguna Beach? Laguna. Yeah, I I knew that was going to happen before I even asked it.
1: Yeah. halloween or christmas hmm i'd say christmas i love halloween because i love like how spooky everything yeah. gets and like the the energy that it brings people and dressing up is fun too yeah, but I agree. something about christmas like everyone's just so happy and loving it's not even like the fact about like oh we get presents like it uh, that doesn't even matter like just the whole holiday feel goes on for like probably like a month and a half because like right after like Thanksgiving everyone's just like yay Christmas time and I don't know I definitely yeah. love Christmas.
0: I, I, I would agree like it's definitely a huge like family vibe it always feels, feels to it. Definitely. All right a night out with your girls or stay at home movie night?
1: Night out with my girls.
0: Okay okay chicken or shrimp? Hmm.
1: It depends on what I'm having. I love shrimp, mm. but I also eat a lot of chicken. But I'm gonna say shrimp. I love shrimp.
0: Okay, okay. Surfing or snowboarding?
1: Hmm. I'm better at snowboarding. I'm okay at surfing. But I'd probably say snowboarding, even though I love the beach. I have just taken a lot of hits in some waves and in snowboarding too. That's a hard, that's probably your hardest one, <laughs> but probably snowboarding.
0: I guess, I guess it hits a little bit harder because like you're better at it. So it's a little bit more fun as a result. Yeah. I, I feel that. I feel that. Concerts or raves.
1: Okay. So like, uh, like a just one there's a
0: regular like you know regular concert
1: concert, and then a rave being like a festival
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: rave festival for sure those have been like the most amazing experiences for me and my friends like so much fun i think we talked about that yesterday right
0: we may have i don't i don't remember i do remember the greece and like Cabo conversations but that's a totally different conversation
1: yeah all
0: right elton john or john lennon
1: That's really hard, John or John?
0: I know I did it in person. They're
1: both spectacular in their own ways. Uh, that's hard. I'd probably say Elton John just because he was such, such like a powerful person himself, and he. But I do love Beatles. I'll. I'm just gonna stick with Elton John. I'll, I'll stick with Elton John. But John I- Lennon.
0: I don't blame you. Like both are iconic, but me, yeah. I don't know. I just listened to more Elton John, and I mm-hmm. guess I got the idea. I'm not gonna lie. I, I looked up like you know artists, and I was thinking about who I could put against to it to ugh, put against one another. And Rocky, man, I love that movie. I you was know, just yeah, uh, like, that
1: was a great movie. It made
0: me it made me like his music like even more than I already did.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: All right, I know. I gave you a couple hard ones recently, but I think this one is gonna be the hardest one.
1: Oh gosh, okay. All right, which
0: song do you like better? With You or Over You Again?
1: They both mean such different meanings in the song. Over You Again was written about one of my closest friends here who was in this toxic relationship with this boy. And With You, holds an even deeper and greater meaning um I actually just came out with a music video um for it and I made a TikTok on the meaning as well but it really means like being so thankful for this one person or like this one feeling that brought you like out of this like dark place into becoming who you are and like if it wasn't for that person or that moment whether it's like your family your sibling god if you're religious or even just like some random male male guy that always like was nice to you and smiled at you and said hi like certain little things like that that like made you like overcome something that was really weighing down on you um so with you holds a deeper deeper meaning and like i hold that one like so dear to me but it is a little bit of a slower song um over you again was fun. It was more fun to make because it was just like, I was trying to go for like, that kind of like, I'm over you again, like kind of just like yeah, anger, but like with the pop. But I know you, I know you recently switched to the over you again side.
0: Yes. You started with
1: the with you. I guess if I was just doing my everyday listening, I would go to over you again because it's kind of it's like more like empowered empowering it's just kind of like ah oh, forget you like you're annoying like I'm over you and then with you like sometimes like I need like those sad songs to make me feel like grateful or like at ease I don't know I guess over you again
0: <laughs> I know it's gonna be hard it's like you know a yeah. mother picking between her two kids
1: yeah, <laughs> like completely different kids.
0: Yeah, it's completely different kids. But <laughs> you already gave away like the the secret, but yes, I ain't gonna lie. When I first listened to Over You Again, I was like, cause I already listened to With You, told you about that, you know, that's how we connected. I was like, oh my God, like it just like hit my soul. I thought I almost shed a tear like towards the end. You hit that one note, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like you know in the moment when you just hear something it just hits you different yeah like, uh, my emotions are a little bit better now when I listen to it. but and like that first time it's like
1: yeah good good that's that's always my goal I want I want people to have that same feeling because I have that feeling when I'm doing it but then when I hear it back like it's like oh my god I did that
0: <laughs> and fun fact her with you music video is it of all the beach so she was yeah. the beach the beach and her like best friends spongebob mm-hmm. and patrick type level like
1: mm-hmm. yeah yep yep spongebob and patrick <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right that is all we have for this episode of the jack of all trades pod make sure you listen to this episode on anchor spotify wherever you listen to your podcast Make sure you also subscribe to my Inside 380 YouTube channel where I post the full videos, any clips, etc. Make sure you get my baby, Jack of all trades, Rise of a Party Promoter, Amazon Kobo, wherever you need to find a book, just, you know, Google it. <laughs> and I'm going to put, you know, Jillian's info in the bio as well. And make sure you also follow me at Jack Arnavin on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know why I almost forgot about that, but (laughs) LA out.
1: All right, LA out.